Walter Nash Rishrahado de Coral et Mars, Igor Le Airgrid, Bemesi Le Dine Kailul, on Common Lu Class Gale, Agastar Suligum, Gumanishiv Tanivas. I remember saying to him, this is some trip, Sean Murray. This is unbelievable. <laughs> he says, it's not a trip, Muggsy, it's, it's a tour. And I was like, no, but you know what I mean? He says, no, I don't. Coralitmos is brought to you by Airgrid, official timing sponsors of the GAA All Ireland Hurling and Football Championships, and key drivers in delivering a cleaner energy future through managing Ireland's electricity grid. Hello all, you're all very welcome to another episode of Coral et Moss. We're back for an All-Ireland special in association with Airgrid, who, by the way, are giving away two tickets to the All-Ireland football final. So details on Airgrid, all their social media platforms. So if you want in with a chance of winning two, two tickets to the All-Ireland football final, check out Airgrid's social media platforms. I'm delighted to be joined by Joe Brawley and Lee Keegan. Uh, for this episode, I presume you two have come across each other and know each other before today. You worked, we all three of us, Lee reminded me, worked. What year was it, Lee, with RT? 2018 quarterfinal or semi final, sorry. Neither of the two of us got anything in that day with Joe. I, I, I made Lee the player of the year. <laughs> Not, not, 18, true. not in 18, Joe, though. Not in 18, I can tell you that much. That's true. I was, uh, I, 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 it was when I, I pointed out very trenchantly in RT that you had outscored Dermot Connolly. <laughs> I think twice. <laughs> so it's not, not a bad point. Yeah, he had gone me, uh, go me enough times in the final, so it was okay. Uh, I know, he, 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 Lee is, uh, Lee's proper now. Uh, the reason we're here, lads, is obviously to discuss the final, right? And yeah. I'll ask you one question first of all. Like, uh, I've cancelled the holiday. They were t- uh, we were supposed to go to the Amalfi Coast in, in Italy, and uh, when Kerry won the semi final, I got a bit excited and I said, "Sure, I've slay head three miles back the road is better than any Amalfi Coast," and I wanted to stay around for the final. Does this final excite you? Does it excite you, Kerry Galway? I know, obviously, I'm I've skin in the game, but does it excite you? a Kerry Galway final the way things are at the moment I would say that the prospect of Galway winning is terrifying for Lee and for all right thinking Mayo people I never um, saw so many Mayo ones supporting Derry before the semi <laughs> I could be going to the Albalfi Coast tomorrow so. <laughs> I was going to ask you there is like okay we'll talk about Derry in a second but if Cork were get to a, a, an All-Ireland final it's, it, is there something there was something in me like I, 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 it's not that you don't want them doing well, but you don't want them doing well when you know possibly that you're a better team than them, or that you'd love to have have got farther than them. Do you have that for 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 Galway? Like, do you mind Galway being in a final? Would you like? Obviously, like in terms of there's a part of you, there has to be a part of you that's safe. Fuck that. Yeah, like if if like if you've been totally honest, there are obviously our bitter rivals in terms of. In Connacht Championship, and just generally when we play them, they're, they're also always a bit of a needle and a spike to the game because obviously we're neighbouring counties. So I mean that aspect of us right away, you have that kind of. I'm not gonna say hatred because I I can't hate teams. I, I don't see the need to hate, but like you'll be very pumped up for for them games. And probably this year has been probably difficult because 
we had them at our at home in the county championship first and then we didn't play particularly well but could have won the game but then the season obviously progressed through the championship probably not actually watching them too much and then doing the game on on, on saturday and see them get to the all-around final yeah listen there's there's a kind of a burn inside you knowing that could have been ye potentially now i don't think it would happen for this year anyway the way we're playing and stuff but like senior neighboring county obviously it, it is tough but at the same time listen i'm not going to say sit here and say i hate them i don't because that's, i don't think that's, that's the wrong word that, like, so and that was lee keegan member of the dial <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no doll here. There's no politician in this house, I can tell you. But, like, like if I sat here and told you I was supporting... You know, the like, that's, that's a lie. That's a lie. Because, listen, they are arrivals of the day. And okay. as you said, like, Joe, you know, if you've seen Cork, you'd be like, for fuck's sake, like, John, you know, you've seen enough yeah, times. Yeah. So, for me, it's, it's yeah. a new challenge for a lot of our lads seeing goal at this fair. So, yeah. Joe, in 93, you won. But 92, 94, 90, like, Ulster was booming at the time. Did you mind seeing other Ulster teams... No, we, we see we were different because the six counties were very tight, very enmeshed, very much on the same journey together, and you know would be a very very strong sense of solidarity even yet with those teams, DJ Kane and Ross and Wee James and all those boys and you know we would be we would still have Tony Boyle all that we'd be very close like and and regular contact and all of that. And, any of, any of the six counties teams that are going, you'd still see that terrific support from them. For I, think them. As, I think as well, Joe, what's yeah. different is the championship setup as well. I think because you were straight knocked then, you probably don't have a, like you had probably more time to get over as such where we're still in competition. You're seeing Galway progress through winning provincial, but we're still in the back door yeah. section where it was just a very much yeah. a straight knock it then. So. Oh, like when we won the All-Ireland, there was a, there was a huge public, a meeting for us in the Moy and Tyrone on the way back. Um, for example, you know they had a they had a stage for us to get up onto, and there was a huge crowd there, and a rapturous welcome for the group. Uh, and precisely the same whenever Down won the All Ireland, you know we we would have gone there to take to see the celebrations and all of that. And of course, whenever Down won it, then we realised, look, we could, we can do this because they'd beaten us in a replay in nineteen ninety one to get past us. Ross Carr famously saved them with a draw the first end. Classic, classic down, you know. He, he went down on the ground, Ross and the ball was there, and myself and Endo Gormley were standing. He was a full 55 metres out, and he was a brilliant kicker of the ball. And he said, uh, out of the road, <laughs> out of the road there, lads, to a this over the bar. And I can remember Endo Gormley burst out laughing, going, you stupid bastard, he said to him. And I mean, he put it over the bar and then some. And it was very important because if we had beaten down We'd never have won the All-Ireland that year. As it was, they went on and won the All-Ireland. Then we won the National League the following year. And these stepping stones were very important for us. But uh, we'd be very cohesive in the six counties compared to, you know, down here. I'm surprised, Tomas, to hear you said with all your great successes. But I can't agree. Were... I can't agree with, with Joe. I can't agree with one thing, although. I don't think we'd be putting up a banner now and, and celebrating the goal with Kerry win now, to be honest. So there's, there's none of that up there. I know. I'd have fierce respect yeah. for all teams, obviously. And I wouldn't say, I'd agree with Lee, I wouldn't say I'd hate Cork. But I wouldn't sit down here and say that I'd like to see Cork winning all Ireland either. Because you train, we were brought up to kind of, I suppose, the difference in Munster, Joe, is that there was, I know the six county and there's something different to that, right? But we were brought up and our greatest rivals were Cork and they were on the border. There was a kind of a, a call it what you like. But at the same time, it would be difficult, with, even with all the success we had, and we had a pile of success, and we, and we bait them fairly often as well. 
There was still something. Jesus Christ, I had to fucking win that. What can stop them talking? No kind of a thing. Yeah, but I mean, you battered them all the time. I mean, during your time. And, you did a lot uh, of the time. It's very difficult to, to see why you would deny them the pleasure of an All-Ireland, that's all. We, we can't say the same with all See why the male wants them because they say like, "Oh Jesus, we were there so many times. We had so many opportunities, and these fuckers are going to come now." And there is <laughs> this year. But no, so, but, the, but the thing is, but the thing is, so, goal have coming for a lot. Like that team have exceptional talent. Like, and it's I think it just it was trying to get the right game plan for them because I think we always talk about flair and playing sexy football, and that's what goal were associated. And, and we always target that for years with goal because we've seen that bit of softness. Where now, since Kevin Welsh was there, he brought that bit of steeliness. But poor Joyce has got a game plan and he's getting the best out of certain guys yeah. on top of his own guys. Like, so Shane Walsh, Comer, Connor are still their main guys. But I, as I said last day, I think he's getting more at Killy McDade, Sean Kelly. You know, these lads who probably weren't hitting peak form before, but they're now they're getting better because poor I, know, I, I, think, I think they've limped along. I mean, they, they got a, I mean, it was a terrible goal you guys give away in McKeel Park. Mm. I mean, look, it was Big Eden's ball like all day long. It's a yeah. terrible goal to give away. I mean, they were, I think, fortunate to get Derry. I mean, Derry are overawed and Derry lack quality. I mean, I don't think one of the Derry forwards would get into either the Kerry or Dublin team, for example. Their forward. We were very formulaic, very, very systematic. You know, the team was clearly overawed in, in Crow Park. And you can just see that we're, we're limited. We're a limited team. You know, and you could see that the following day when you saw Kerry in Dublin. That was a completely different level of 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 you know quality, uh, 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 you know it was a proper huge championship match. So I think there's a, it's a huge challenge for Galway. Is it too easy to say, Joe, that Derry have to have to get ahead of teams in games? Well, we should have been about seven nil up. Um, instead, you know, the team started to go for goals whenever we were. See, the 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 Derry thing is a bit like. Jim McGinnis, you know, was it's a sort of a confidence trick. The opposing team look at it and they go, "Oh Jesus, everybody's back. There doesn't seem to be any space, you know." And then once you start systematically going ahead, as we did against Tyrone, four nil, five nil, six nil, very careful in possession. Then they start to get panicky. We better do something. We better do something. Then they're dashing themselves against the rocks of your defence without thinking their way through it, you know. And that happened in every single game again, except Donegal, who set up the same as us. Donegal set up the same way and, you know, we just broke them down eventually because Donegal are not, you know, they're not as motivated as they were and I think that's the end of a team. You know, it's the end of Michael Murphy, for example. We see that he's dropping about in the half-back line and passing the ball left and right, sort of things that he would never have done in the past. So then we get Clare, exactly the same thing. You know, they're out of the game after a few minutes. And then against Galway, we go 3-0 up. We should have gone 7-0 up, but once we didn't, and then once we realised there's a kick pass on to Damien Comer every time because the Derry Sweeper's playing out at just beside the number six. All that space is in there. And after the, on the 21st minute, they kicked the first kick pass in. Comer put it over the bar. You could see Comer going off at half time. He was going, give me the ball, give me the ball. And then the two goals in the second half. And obviously we've got the, the wandering goalkeeper, you know, we were watching that all game, and that was coming from minute one. I can tell you now, lads, and that 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 was just crazy, like Joe, and like it was set up for Gola to actually do that. But I think Derry's biggest regret would be not capitalising on the first twenty minutes, though. And it's like they had to run, they had to run a goal because Gola looked very leggy and looked very nervous in the first twenty minutes, and that was the time to kill them. 
And as you said, they went for a couple of goal chances, had a couple of bad shots, which we haven't seen in championship. And then you could just see them getting deflated. And he said, it was funny, we, we were watching Rogers had kicked the first two points of Comer. I said, this book is away. But once Comer got that first ball in, hey, he was his demeanour just completely changed the game. Correct. Right, you think the Galway are gone a little bit more defensive? I know there was Kevin Welch came in and people were giving out that it was too defensive altogether and they had no attacking game or no attacking running game or no outlet up front, Lee. But then Joyce came in and if you go man-on-man in the modern game, you probably will get beaten. I don't think Galway are going to go man-on-man against Kerry. No. Are they kind of after finding a balance in it? Well, like if you like, you could nearly played one half of football for most of that first half last day because you had everybody nearly in one half. So Gola are gone ultra-defensive, but they're also... The, the difference between Derry and Gola is Gola have footballers who can play off the cuff, can play a bit more, more flair. So, but then in the second half, I think Joe said, like once they kept Comer up as, as a target man, like Derry just kept getting sucked forward, sucked forward, and it was just one kick pass. If they'd done that for the full second half, they could have won the game by 10 or 15 points because it was that easy to them then because they had Derry picked, they knew exactly what Derry's game plan was, Turn them over time after time after time, and it was just a kick pass forward. So I do agree. I do think all are going to set up defensively. I don't think we're going to get the classic final by any means, to be honest. I think it's going to be tight, nervy. And if you look at the Kerry Dublin game, I still think it was quite nervy at times as well, the way they set up. There was a lot of lateral hand passing back and forth. It was slow at times. Albeit it was a total different intensity and feel to the game. I do think all will set up defensively because they know the likes of Clifford, Paddy Clifford, Sean O'Shea, these boys, you give them five yards space, it's, it's game over. Because we find out enough times playing them this year that they just turn a sixpence and it's over the bar. And the way Clifford played in the first half was just absolutely, like, he's a joy to watch at times, you know. I mean, Mick Versailles is a fine, fine defender, but, like, I mean, he was just running the show. So he was. Lee, I'll ask you straight up, and you were involved in the current inter-county team, and you'd be, in fairness, you've been very solid at the back. How would you, do you have a say in how you defend? Let's say you're coming up against a Kerry and Clifford is, is playing. Do you have a say in, in terms of, you know, James Horn has gone and all that, so you're not breaking any. <laughs> how, do you, how do you even attempt to try to deal with Clifford like? Well, like, I mean, probably naively ourselves, the, like the first game in Tralee was just a mud fest and I probably played, played the conditions so it was easy to drop men back and so on. But the league final... We went man to man, and sure, if you leave Clifford, I say with five yards or mind fifty yards, he's going to pick you off every time. I say one kick pass was enough to set him up for one six, like so. And it wasn't even Borg Horace's fault; it was just we left him hanging. So, like the whole game plan probably for us was trying to drop our wing wing forwards back to help out from each side, so that the weak side drops back, fills in that space there. But also, I think Oshimola made a huge difference from we played the league final, which is a non non contest. But his, I, I thought he did very well against Clifford, although be it he got the goal, he got one one in the first half, but. He negated him pretty well, uh, and we would probably look that game. We, we actually had done all right defensively in the first half to set ourselves up, but we'd been kind of flat most of the year in terms of going forward, probably, and we just didn't get enough from, from ourselves then. Even the third quarter, we had chances to go, go go ahead in the game and drop a couple of short, put a couple of wide, and then Kerry just picked us off for 15 go, and you could just feel the game getting, getting yeah. away from us. So like, we do have input in, in, in terms of how we are going to defend, but it's probably how you get your matchups more as well. So, like, we, we kind of identified Paddy Clifford as, as a big one for them. Uh, he's their link man for everything. And you see how good he was um, on Sunday, particularly in that third, fourth quarter when he just ran the show. Like, I mean, when they needed somebody, leadership, he was their man just to do it. So, I think we, once we identified him and, and we kind of negated him to a degree, the boys weren't getting as much ball inside. So, yeah, we do have input, but at the end of the day, is, you're still going to be left one one at some stage, so you have to trust yourself as well. Yeah. I, I, Mew never have a sweeper and he's always in the wrong place anyway even when he does drop back and it's too far for a wing off forward to drop back you need to have a rotating sweeper in your defence 
You can't. I mean, like David Clifford. David Clifford scored four goals and four points from play against Terry in his last minor final. Half the Derry team was marking him. You know, and you, you, you can't leave him. And I thought that, um, you know, Mayo were very, very, very naive. I mean, even his goal that he got against you guys. I mean, everybody just left him. Once he made his run through, I mean, everyone peeled off, went with their own men. And there's no there's no tightness around the square. There was no sweeper against the Dubs either, Joe. There was, the Dubs had no designated sweeper because the boys engaged him. They had six forwards that engaged. So yeah. you'd have to then. You're they rotate, they rotate the, the sweeper. They always rotate the sweeper, and there's always somebody there watching, you know. But that sweeper is taken because of the wing fall. You're dropping men back who will tackle outside, but it'll be a wing fall. The sweeper will be... You'll get a sweeper from the extra men coming back, like. See, Galway's, Galway's thing against us was just very primitive. It was very like the 2014 All-Ireland final between Kerry and Donegal. Kerry thought themselves, right, we saw what happened against Dublin. You know, the, everybody saw what Derry did to Tyrone, Monaghan, Clare. You know, we cannot get sucked in and go try to go man-to-man -man because they'll cut us to pieces. That's what they do. You know, and our defenders are really all attackers. I mean, they're just sprinting machines coming out of the defence. And so... Very like the All-Ireland Final in 2014, Galway went into their shell. They just brought everybody back. And to start with then, it's just see where we go with this. Try not to make any mistakes. Try not to give any fouls away. And Derry's confidence started to drain away once we started to you know, do rash things. Chrissy McKay came up, for example, and he kicked a really ridiculous pot shot. And those yeah, Roy, fine Roy, margins... Roy, Roy, Roy Galler pulled them low. <laughs> well... Rory Gallagher, Gallagher gave him a fucking when he did that, so. I, I, well, you know, I mean, Rory, it's such an eccentric presence on the sideline. I was behind him for the Ulster final. I've never seen the like of it. I said to him, I said to him afterwards, I mean, is that, I said to him, are you okay? And he said, no, 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 no that, that's me, Cam. I mean, you had to see it. He had a banger. He had a banger. It was one of the most extraordinary um, eccentric displays, and it's constant, you know. And you know the boys, the boys love him. The boys have responded very well to him. But you know, look, I mean, I, I'm glad we're not in the final because that sort of stuff stinks in all our final out, and it's no good. You but know? it stinks, Joe. I think it stinks that it stunk against Donegal, and I got criticised for this. It's, it stinks when both teams set up defensively. They know what way Derry are going to set up, so they will go the same way. No and choice. then it's just over no and back, over and back, waiting for a chance and opportunity. You might get six or seven chances and a half. That's when it's terrible. When a team comes out and goes at them, it'll open up that little bit more and you'll have that excitement. And yeah, but if they already get ahead, go on. The team, but the team who goes at them then gets screwed. I mean, yeah. Dublin tried it in 2014, the semi-final against Donegal. I wrote that morning, the nightmare is upon them. Because Jim Gavin was saying, we're going to go, we're going to play a normal game. We've got good enough players. We've probably got the best group of players that's ever played the game. And we're going to go for them. And Bernard Brogan said it in an interview a few weeks earlier. I was like, oh, Bernard, Bernard, Bernard. And I, I really did think that Donegal were going to do them over because, you know, it's the laws of physics. And there it was. They went out and they dashed themselves off the rocks and Donegal cut them to pieces gleefully. But you guys then, you know, you did the, you did the sensible thing and it was the worst final I've ever seen. But <laughs> there it was. They made one mistake. The keeper's short kick out. Yeah. He scored the goal. I say they regret that since they still think they should have. I mean, they regret it, and bastards to this day shouting out Vance to me. What do you think of that, Joe? Fuck off. There's a great Seriously. stat. There's a great stat from Durkin in that year. Hey, he'd one kick out missed that year. It was all in the final. One turnover. Kick Durkin out. had one kick out missed. Yeah, and it was Kieran Donny goal. There you go. 
So there you go. Can I yeah. just throw one? Do you remember Scully's missed score down into yeah. the canal? That was the killer. Are you convinced? Moment, yeah. And we've had this chat already this week, Joe. Are you convinced? I know you have Clifford and you had Shawnee Shea who had a very good game last year. Are you convinced with Kerry? Are you sold on Kerry yet? No, no, not at all. Hmm. I think you have serious problems in midfield. David Moran hasn't got the legs, but he's still your best all-around footballer at midfield. You had Jack Barry in there to nullify Fenton. He's not a good all-around footballer. Go, we have an excellent midfield. Paul yeah. Conroy is a superb. He's a superb Gaelic footballer. He can do everything, and he's disciplined now. You know that uh, shittiness and stuff that he was at. He's knocked that on the head, and he's playing extremely well. And he's playing with honour and as a leader. You know, he's a sort of James McCarthy figure there for them. They're, I mean, Galway's problem is that. Damien Comer against Derry was just one on one, and that's that's what Damien can do. You leave him one on one, he'll get the ball, he'll go past you, they're very, very strong, and he'll stick the ball in the net. But Kerry are not going to allow him to do that. I mean, Paddy Talley's there with Kerry. The sweeper will play at Damien Comer's feet. You know, he will have no room through that central area. Seven times in the second half between Dublin and Kerry, a Dublin man went into that central area and was stripped of the ball. Yeah. You know. Absolutely scavenged and stripped of the ball. Nobody comes through that central area. Very electron in the noughties when, when Tally was there. You do not come through the central area. You go down the wings, not through the central area, and certainly not a goal. And so I think Damon Comer will be completely nullified because that's his game. And he's really, although he's very powerful at it and he destroyed Derry, he's a very unsophisticated forward. And Kerry will not allow him to do it. Shane Walsh. I don't agree with the matchup though from the semi final. I never like if you did, were you at the league game going okay, Derry Rogers at Mark Comer in the league as well. Uh, he picked him for two goals as well that day. So I th- I think it was a bad matchup from the minute from the goal to be honest. Terrible, ter- terrible, terrible yeah, so. matchup. Um, he's not nervous. Why didn't you have a sweeper right in front of him? And Derry are well used to doing that. But, but why, why, my thing is why why not Chris McKay and, and Comer? Do you know he he's a That's right night, he's a right night full back. He, he's our man marker and like. Although I think Finnery's had a good year, I think that matchup was nearly just a tad easy for Chrissy. I think matchup against Comer would negate that to a degree. Now, I don't think Derry would have won the game, but I think it would have limited Comer to a lot less than what he scored on Saturday. Yeah, well, I mean, the point is this, that it wouldn't have mattered who was on him. He was so free yeah. you know, for the, for the two balls in. Like, it really wouldn't have mattered because he is very powerful and he picks his shoulder and he can go right or left. He's going to be impossible to stop. Kerry will not allow that to happen. There's just, there's just no way that they'll allow that to happen. So the sweeper, Jimmy McGuinness used to preach this when he invented it. He used to say, the sweeper plays at the feet of the dangerous forward. That's his job. You know, and you remember we, remember we, McHugh, I'm trying to think of his first name, um, who was in the first, the All-Ireland winning team, 2012. Mark, Mark McHugh, Mark McHugh, of course. And, and he is he is absolute sickener. He just play in, in, in on the feet of the good forward. So maybe five meters, no more than that. It was impossible to give the ball to him. It just he, simply could he, not he, be he, done. He, I was with the American uh, in the final twelve. <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't, think, I, I, I don't think you came across each other once. Yes. <laughs> that that yeah, role yeah. you're talking about, Joe, in terms of the sweeper, and in fact, Joe plays a sweeper fairly well. And I don't know if you crossed him. He is Potter. Potter sat yeah. in front of David Clifford yeah. against Cork. Clifford didn't get much space that day against Cork. I know you're talking about a different team in terms of the quality of the game went on, and Kerry were always going to win that game. But the effectiveness, I, I do agree that Galway are going to put somebody back in front of Clifford. Walsh is flaky as well, Tomas. Huh? Walsh is flaky. I mean, Walsh is not, for me, 
he's not a he's not a clever, sophisticated team player. I mean, Porik O'Hara didn't give him a kick last year in Connacht, and then as a result this year, they were concerned about that. Now, as it turned out, Porik didn't play, but they they actually picked him at wing back against Mayo to come forward from 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 the half back line, and you saw in the Armagh match, for example. He really was relatively lost once James Morgan really got tucked into him. Now, James gets tucked into you like Philly McMahon. Yeah, he's a good, good, good defender. Good defender. Yeah, yeah uh, you know, but he's really like it's. I don't know if you read Philly McMahon's piece in the Independent at the weekend about how he would mark Clifford. It was absolutely hilarious, you know. Oh, you're the guy. You're the guy who was a great miner. <laughs> so start with a sledge and, you know, oh, you're the token captain, you know, all that stuff. And then he said, I would have stood on his toes, you know stood on his feet, and you need to take somebody like that out of their comfort zone. But Walsh against Armagh had zero influence on the game. And uh, against Derry again, he had zero influence on the game. Conor McCluskey, yeah. who's a, who's a flat-out sprinter, picked him right up again. and took him took him out of the game. Yeah, I suspect Tom O'Sullivan, I, I suspect Tom O'Sullivan, the, the, your, your scoring cornerback, will probably pick him up. Because I think that... Walsh is a wanderer, and I know that he can be capable of moments of great brilliance. Uh, but he, that day against Armagh, for example, he gave away two crucial balls that could have changed. I mean, he gave away the goal with the, with a ridiculous sort, I thought, very self-indulgent cross-field pass off the outside of the boot. It was intercepted. Armagh went up and scored a goal. Like, Kerry are not great, not by the standards of the team that you played on or the great Kerry teams. But you've got the greatest footballer, I think, who's ever played the game. And I think it's time for him to win All-Ireland now. He's going to win a senior All-Ireland. And I suspect it'll be this year. I mean, you can't... Somebody like David Clifford can't can't be held back for that long. I mean, he almost won it for you in his first All-Ireland final against Dublin the day that Dublin yeah. clung on for the draw. You know, and as Lee says, he's not in, he's not really markable. You know, you can do your best. I mean, Tyrone rolled over him last year and he kicked, I think, seven or eight points. Yeah, but that's the thing, Joe. That's what like, I, 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 I think it's, that's the thing. Like, when, when I first came in GA, like, if, if you told me as a defender, like, you're going to mark a boy that kicks four points on you and, and you had a good day, I think you're absolutely still mad. I really do, like. But then when you come, when these kids come through, like Clifford and John Shea, and <laughs> you're getting you're getting praise or conceding only four on a guy like that, I'd be thinking, not a notion. Like, he's that good, like. He is that good. That's just the reality of what we're at, like, with these, with these guys, like, you know. Imagine sitting in the changing room before the match. He says, son, son, uh, you're picking up Clifford today. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> not what the fuck? What do you want me to mark? You know, but really, he scores six points off Mick Fitzsimmons. And he says, Jesus, Mick, Mick did really well. You know, and Mick's six foot two. He's a big guy, brilliant yeah. athlete, doesn't foul. Great at getting a hand in. I thought he did as good a job as anybody could have done on him at, at the weekend. You know, and yet, I mean, he scored seven points, five in the first half. I mean, one of the points was hilarious. It was like the Pied Piper, you know, he's sort of everybody's trying to come to him and he's weak. His hands are so strong. He's a perfect, he's a perfect Gaelic footballing machine. The dangerous, but, the most dangerous yeah. forward, you would probably agree with this, is a fella, Comer. Comer's a guy who can take you on, right? Clifford can take you on, right? But Clifford can also pretend to take you on, boom, out, 40 yards from anywhere, left or right, and bang. So he has it, the two... There's a difference between both, though. Like, Comer's more kind of brute one-way traffic, where Clifford... Yeah, that's left, 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 right. He can turn on his right, turn his left. He can. I think the biggest mm. challenge I've seen with Clifford, and I'm watching him close, is his release to foot when he kicks the ball. It's, it's frightful how quick he can kick a ball off. Like, you think you're tight to him, maybe two yards off him, and he has the ball whipped over your head in seconds. It's 
Like it's yeah. it's crazy stuff. Like you 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 think you're on his toes and I'm doing a good job defending here, but that ball is gone, and you're like, what do you do here? Like you know, you really do think. Yeah. And then he's what's even more dangerous is that he's got that turn of pace for for a big guy. He can he can shift through the gears over ten yards, and you're thinking to yourself, oh Jesus Christ, is this book going to slow down? Like, yeah, and the forwards benefit as a result. The other forwards then make hay because you're there's so much attention going to one man. The likes of Paul Gurney, then will come into it. The likes of Whoever is hanging around the other side will make hay because there's an opportunity. Well, Sean O'Shea is, I think he's equally as important as Clifford. I, I, not only for his scoring, but like he's the kind of, like I mentioned Paulie Clifford as well. He's a massive link guy. And when you have a guy who has the ball to Sean O'Shea to kick a ball like he did the last day, like that's going to be massive for an all-around final. Like, you know, so like that pressure Sean took on last day, like everyone says that was, it was a kick to nothing. But I think if Kerry went to next time last day, I think they were gassed, to be honest. I think Dublin had their, their pick next time. So I think that kick was massive for Kerry the last day, to be honest with you. Because I, I honestly looked at Kerry at full time and I said, these guys are gone. They're in their feet. So like people yeah. say, oh, Sean's kick was, you know, if he missed, it wasn't a big deal. I think it was a huge deal the last day because I think that's that was the win of that game, essentially, because I, as I said, I looked around and I could see Jack's face. He's thinking there's no bodies left here to keep. Like Jack Barry had not left for 10 minutes ago. He'd made all the subs as well. So I mean... That's probably a concern for Kerry to a degree is I know the, the, they went so hard for the first 40, 45 minutes. The legs went a bit heavy now for the last 20 minutes. Like you mentioned David Moore and he, lo- he looked a bit gassed now towards the end as well. So it'll be a little bit of a concern for Jack um, going into the final. But this, I don't, it, it's very hard to get a read. If, if goal is set up the way they're going to, they probably will be able to preserve as much energy as possible going into the last quarter because it won't be as in your face type thing. They'll, they'll drop back and they'll let you have the, the ball and run into them. So I think they will have a bit more, but like their forwards, like I mean, I, I, what I love about Kerry mm-hmm. is Paul Gainey had a bad day last day, and the next day he could shoot the lights. I hit five points. That's the thing. Shot. I don't Ryan think was, he will. I, I, I'm not saying I he will, but I'm will. saying, but I'm saying this is the thing. This is the beauty. I if think, you wrap I, don't, I think almost there must be a huge question mark over him for the final. I think he's consistently underperformed. You know, I think that, um, I think that there are that Kerry have got to got to select someone else in that position. You know, I do think so. Either Kerry was landed when he came on. Nobody came in, Joe, and put up their hand, though, did they? Well, I I appreciate I that too. I appreciate I appreciate that too, and maybe they're stuck. Maybe they're stuck with it now. But Clifford, I mean, Lee Lee marked all the best players. I mean, like I remember with uh, can I say considerable fondness to us the day he marked Sean Gavna. and not only Lee and can I commend you for this? Not only did you hold him scoreless, but you got him sent off as well. Thank you, Lee. For services to Gaelic football, I know Sean and Tomas. Sean and Tomas very friendly. Tomas, great time for him. Great time for him. Dermot uh, Connolly, you know, I mean, at that stage, really, Dermot Connolly was many people felt unmarkable. I mean, he scored two six in an All Ireland club final. He was probably at that stage, you know, and certainly one of the great forwards of the last twenty five years. And again. He simply couldn't deal with you. And I appreciate when you're playing him at wing half back, it's a different thing than playing yeah, a quarterback. Yeah. In relation to Clifford, I mean, left foot, right foot. I mean, I say Clifford's like a Frankenstein monster of the bomber list and Maggie Sheehy, Cooper, Morris Fitzgerald, you know, pace, height, strength, mental strength. I mean, Porik O'Hora, and I know that you guys left Porik for reasons that will be known only to James Warren, completely adrift on his own against him. Like you know what Pork's like mentally. I mean, Pork gets oh, dug into you. Yeah. I mean, he gets dug into you, and I mean, he'll be he'll be certainly you know he'll be in your ear and mentally testing you out. And yet, you know, Clifford just, I mean, swept swept all that aside. So you know, the best you can do is limit him. And I think that 
the most disappointing thing is for me with Kerry, they're not giving him the ball quickly enough and they're not playing off him enough because this guy can do what 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 Kieran Donaghy could do, but yet his teammates aren't playing off him. I mean, That's as you say, Lee, like, the way, the way to, so. as, as soon as he gets the ball, it's an automatic panic. If, can I ask you a question? Can I come away from the game for one second? Joe, two weeks to an All-Ireland final from the semi-final. Agree or disagree? Should we fucking... What's your take on that? Now, I don't oh, mind... No, fling it on. Fling it on. Yeah, it's brilliant. As a fan, yeah, but are the players... Are we? Are they getting... Are, I love the fact that it's two weeks and the talk is fresh and by the time we're finished talking about the last game, we're actually in the week of the match again, which I love as a supporter. But... Do you buy into this idea that the G are missing a trick by not having it in September? Listen, look at the World Cup rugby. Look at the World Cup of rugby. The maximum rest that those teams get, you know, between a, is a, is a week. That's what you get. Yeah. And it's brilliant. It flies along. And it's all very well for you two. Like, me, have been in seven or eight finals in the last decade. You you know, Kerry are in finals regularly. Whenever you were playing Tomas, you were in the final basically every single year. You just couldn't be thrown. I can't resist that. <laughs> yeah, I really can't resist. I'm sorry. I'm a sorry. bad, bad man, a bad oh, man. Eh? <laughs> Derry, for example, the last time we won the Ulster title was 1998. I was playing, you know. And so we're sitting watching these other teams and it stretches out like months. You know, so it's it's a much better, much tighter system. You even saw the huge enthusiasm for the Talchon Cup mm. final last week, which was, which was brilliant. That's been the most pleasing thing of this year, you know, and the fact that we're going to have a terrific final now. Albeit that I think we've already had the game of the year was the semi final. You know, take all the mistakes, all the rest of it. What a game! What an occasion! I mean, I I was laughing out loud, clapping my hands. It was it was delightful. Lee, do you rather that? Would you rather games bang bang two weeks game? Yes. Or do you like three weeks? Um, I would I would take another week potentially. I'd be happy, but I I'm, I nearly prefer. I think every player, I like you're absolutely mad. Say you don't prefer a game on. A week on, week on. Because when I first came in, we had ten week between games four, and it just it's madness. Like you, like you actually get sick of training, like because there's only so much you can do, like. And plus, what the beauty of the game on week on, week on is like you don't have time to think. You're just like for Kerry this week in Gola, there'll be fuck all training. You're just literally getting your body right. You're going to review the game, your opposition, and then you're going to the weekend. You might have a game between yourselves and the following week you're into the final. So like, you don't have time to be yeah. dwelling and dwindling and thinking about the final, like. Listen, it's goalless for final in, in 18 years. So, I mean, it's, it's a big occasion for these guys. So, yeah. it gives them very little time to be thinking it's all in finally. It's another game for these guys. So, I, I actually, me personally, I prefer it. My only pitfall is we have barely any sport in August. Yeah, you should take in the build-up, Joe. The, the, big, the big thing about Gaelic football, and the thing that, I mean, I was doing this thing with Dennis Bastic for Temple Oak Sing Street, you know, um, a few Fridays ago. He was saying, like, the thing that people forget that it's just a game of football and it's a football tournament. And that's what we always approached it like. We didn't make a big fuss out of it. Oh, it's an All-Ireland runner, fourth runner, fifth, we're going to win five and we're going to say, nobody ever talked about that. It was a game of football and we loved playing football and we loved looking forward to the football game itself and we concentrated on it and we played that. And that's what this is. It's a football tournament and it takes far too long. You know, this should be a festival of football just as it is at the moment. I think we, we need to move now. I mean, one of the great things about the Talchic Cup was you were worried they're not playing the final on all Ireland final day. Why are they not playing it the same day as Sam Maguire to give it the same respect? But as it turned out, you know, 
it was brilliant. There was a brilliant crowd. I mean, there were a load of Westmead ones around us. They were absolutely delighted. They were thrilled to have that recognition and respect. And what I what I came away from Coke Park at the weekend thinking was not so much about Kerry and Dublin and the All Ireland final, but about the fact that the sooner we move to four tiers, the better. So you play tier one and tier four would play on Sam Maguire Day. Tier two and tier three final would be on the Saturday, one after the other. So you'd have like five o'clock, then seven o'clock on the Saturday. And you have a festival of football in with everybody getting involved because the sooner we've got Leitrim and Antrim and Croke Park, with big crowds from Leitrim and Antrim there and all. It's the, the, sooner, the sooner the game will be emancipated. Because for far too long, the game has been about, like for a full decade there, the game was about Dublin and Mayo. Nothing, there was nothing else. Yeah. I mean, Kerry came once, lucky enough out all Ireland, to be fair to us. <laughs> lucky enough they'll, hey, 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 we'll take, they'll take it. They'll take it. They'll take them all. Take them all. For, a, for a decade, the only real conversation was, once Donegal were gone, and you know Jimmy's project was gone, and, and, and there was no prospect of an ambush thereafter, it was really Dublin and Mayo, and that's all we talked about for eight years. And then people from Derry, people from other counties, we must get involved in that conversation, because we've got fuck all else to talk about. Sitting twiddling our thumbs for four months, so this is a far better job. I think it's great. It's the way forward, and we'll we'll gradually, I think, go to three tiers and then four tiers, and then we're in serious business. The one thing I do, sorry, the one thing I do disagree with the Talisman Cup is I I I didn't like the divisional setup. I think it should be an open draw. I think because I think you'll get better games, you'll get better interest, and I think the quality. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't like it. I don't like it knowing a team has come across that team in, in recent months or weeks. I think if you're an open draw, it's a better incentive for teams to be traveling the country. And it gives crowds a better opportunity to go to different places, different grounds, and just get a better experience. Um, but outside that, I, I completely agree. I thought the final last day was absolute cracking in football. I think, like, if you're looking for a spectacle to promote that game, that game had absolutely everything. I thought it was, it was a, just a brilliant game of football to watch, to be honest. This season, the show is brought to you by Airgrid, official timing sponsors of the GAA All-Ireland Hurling and Football Championship and key drivers in Ireland's pursuit of a cleaner energy future. Big games, lads. Can I ask you about big games in all Ireland's or Ulster finals, Hammer finals, whatever it is. Would you get nervous? Or if you didn't get nervous and you enjoyed the build-up, would other fellas get nervous inside in the dressing room? Would you get enjoyment out of that? I, I did. Would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd be sure I was very mellow coming to games because... I think I just go back to Joe's point. Like I, I see football as fun. I don't see it as something that you should be. It's not a job, like you know. So I mean, you're getting run out. Like we train, you train for so long during the year, and you're hiding away from everything. So you get to go out and you, you get to play a big game in front of a crowd. So that's that's the fun part. So, but geez, some of the boys and, and all our fine day kind of fine late. Geez, some of the routines, I tell you lads, it's just it's 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 bizarre <laughs> stuff. Like Joe, you know, we, we used to have one guy that used to lie under the bench like for about an hour and like just just fall asleep. Like Joe, but. But the same guy was so nervous, like it was just his routine, and we other guys just doing banana stuff, like. But that that was the beauty of different personalities and how they're trying to feed themselves into the game and just relax themselves. But some guys, then we just couldn't relax. They're just they're up the wall, like you know, they'd be sending themselves mad. Like they'd have the game played probably three days in advance. So you had to have a few nutters, Joe. Lee was Lee was the ideal, you know, the ideal personality for for big time sport. I mean, I, I, you know, he summed himself up perfectly there for me. I, I, you know, a, a constant competitor because he had no distractions. You know, he was focused on what he was doing. And also, I think, I mean, 
one of my favourite memories of Lee, and there are very, very many, but one of my favourite memories of him, and it was a game you lost, actually, for Westport playing against Bill Mullet last year in the championship. And I thought, I thought, I thought Westport made a huge error instead of playing Lee out in the half back line or even in midfield to attack and do his thing because Belmont were a very limited team. They put him back on Ryan O'Donoghue. Right now, Ryan O'Donoghue was extraordinary in the Mayo Championship last year. I mean, I'd seen him against Briefy in the quarter final. Yeah, I mean, he was extraordinary. He scored, I think, two four, and, and like he was really all Belmont had. So they put Lee on him. Anyway, in the semi-final, I thought it was a big mistake because Ryan's an expert corner forward, and Lee's probably the greatest wing back of his of his of his era. And a wing back can is not a cornerback; it's a completely specialized role, especially when you go up against somebody like that. But it was the most entertainment, right? Because you know the way Lee plays; like Lee got absolutely ripped into him. You see, and O'Donoghue, O'Donoghue's very, very pugnacious; like he's very strong, very, very, very aggressive, like. Oh, no, no, I mean, he, he punched Aidan O'Shea in the in the quarterfinal. Like, he took him like that and he punched him and he punched him up into his neck. He kept punching him. And Aidan was like, all right, all right, all right. You know, and the crowd went mental. It was great fun, you know. Anyway, but that day, O'Donoghue got about 1-4. He scored a goal. Like, and he just, he just... And then after that, when all seemed lost, Lee burst forward, you know, and kicked one of those 50-metre points that he does. You know, those really unlikely points. I don't know if you remember it, off the outside of his boot, you know, and we were just saying, like, you cannot second Keegan. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. He can't second the fucker, you know. And that's because he plays, that's because he plays with that sense of joy, enthusiasm, adventure. And uh, and he's always been like that, you know. I mean, it's, it's a great pity that he hasn't, Got a Celtic cross, but in the end, you look back at a career like his, and you say, "Look, that's 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 a career of glory. That's a that sport thing as well. Like, you know, like uh, people always judge you on probably your success, and, and that's fine. I, I I accept that, but like, I still like look back and think, Joe, I maximize everything I possibly could. Like, probably like yourselves mm-hmm. too, guys. Like, Joe, that like I like I would look back and say I I actually enjoyed my football, and like. I get great satisfaction and I get great content knowing that I went and played for 12, 13, how many years I played for and I played with a smile and I played because I love playing football, not because I was made to do it or I was tied down by it. It's just because I know my, I love it. My family love it, but like it, it is something we're meant to be loved doing. I, I see too many lads come in now and it's nearly like a job to them. They're like, oh, we've given up another three hours tonight or we have to come in this day. And they like, no one's putting a gun to your head. If you like doing it, you'll do it and you'll, you'll enjoy doing it. Like at the end of the day, you have options galore. So like, I always just think to myself, like, especially uh, probably since I had kids, like, football is nearly just your outlet to a degree because you, you get away from the pandemonium of your your house, as you know, guys, and <laughs> you get you get to spread your wings for a couple of hours and train, and then you get home to the madness again. So that's it, it, that's just the way you look at football. Like, it is it's a great distraction, I think. There's players that you'll actually sit down. To. There's players. There's some matches that I won't sit down to watch, but if there are certain players playing, I'd sit down to watch. And yeah. Lee would fall in that. Jay, our, McCarthy would fall in that. Yeah. There's certain McCarthy, players that yeah. you just love. Clifford would fall in that. Joe, there was characters in your dressing rooms. Would fellas get nervous before big games? It was very... Um, my memory of it's not great. I would misremember I games and, and details and all of those sorts of things. I mean, I just remember that we were clearly on a roll for once. once Because uh, the team was good enough. I mean, David Hickey's got a theory. You know, David always said, I mean, like, fuck, you're talking on a bit the great Dublin team doctor, the great Dublin player from the 70s. He was like, you know, you're rabbiting on about Jim Gavin. He said to me, like, that's the greatest group of players that's ever played the game. He says, Jim's job was to try not to fuck it up. 
Good. No, 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 quite seriously, quite seriously, you know. And I mean, I always say, like, yeah, but, you know, he was a facilitator, very calm, you know, gave the grip its head. I mean, I've seen Jim with the grip. I've seen him socializing with the grip after they'd won their their fifth all I think, against Tyrone in 2018, I think it was. Yeah. I was so I just happened to be socializing with Connor Moore, you know, the guy who the sketches guy in the Palace Bar. And the Dublin team came in on the Tuesday night and they locked the doors. And I just observed it all. And Jim just sat in the background like a Buddha, you know, sipping a stout and smiling, you know. Well done, Jim. Oh, you know, it's the lads, it's not me, you know, that sort of <laughs> And, uh, you know, this this guy who was pretty ruthless, but who was a facilitator and essentially, you know, just let them play. All these diverse characters like Philly McMahon, such strong, strong characters, you know, Dear McCauley. Bastic, like Michael Dara McCauley. Like, I don't know what anybody would make of Michael Dara McCauley, one of the most extraordinary human beings I have the pleasure to know. And and so you know, that thing about, and, and with Eamon Coleman, with our dairy team, really the thing about Eamon was that he, he, he just completely adored us. I mean, he, he actually adored us. He just thought we were unbelievable. He kept saying that. You know, and he always used to tell me, he says, to, says I cannot believe Joey says, I, I cannot believe how good you are. Yes, you say that to me. And I would think, fucking brilliant. Excellent. You know, and, and you had boys like Henry Downey there who essentially organised the team. They'd won an All-Ireland club title with Lavi. Henry was a winner wherever he went. He was like Roy Keane playing at number six. You put him doing 10 skill tests. Anybody else in the squad would beat him on those skill tests. But you put him at number six, this guy burned. Like, I mean, he burned and there was no... There was no end to him. And so Eamon picked the team. The Lavi boys sort of structured the team, if you like. And everything else just fell into place. You know, he just loved the lads and we loved playing with them. You know, and the squad was great fun. And, you know, it was always, as Lee says, we always cracked. Like going down the bus, like they just played cards all the time. And it was always crack. And there was no strict rules or anything. But everybody fought together for the same cause. And so we had that glorious, but it was very... I can't really remember much about it. I mean, we came out at the other end with the All Ireland Champions. I remember standing in the shower saying to Fergal McCusker, Is this it? McCusker said to me, Thank the sex. Yeah, which worked out okay for him. <laughs> I was thinking uh, you have different characters. You know? I, I would actually be relaxed enough until maybe I hated the hour in the dressing room just before it. I hated that hour. But other than that, I would be relaxed enough. I remember we came down the bus, the sun was shining, getting ready to go into Pro Park. We used to stay out in Dunboyne. And Tom O'Sullivan, who would be seen as a kind of a really cool character, never panic, always, oh, this kind of game, I just play this now and I can do whatever. Nothing ever frazzled him. So myself and Dara were looking at his gear bag. It was on the ground. All the gear bags were together. So we took his boots out and we put them into our own bag. And we went into the stadium. We said nothing. So he threw his bag on. Knew nothing different. So when we we actually landed into the stadium, went out, watched a bit of the match, came back in. And we kept an eye on Tom. And Tom was over now. And he went into his bag for his boots. And he rummaged around. He obviously saw no boots. He came back up. Then he went down again, rummaged again, and came back up. And he started laughing to himself inside the dressing room, right? He obviously forgot his fucking boots. So. If that was me or if that was a, I'd be panicking at that stage. Tom didn't give it right now. Tom would have. Tom asked, I saw Tom inside in the dressing room having to get a pair of six stud off Jack Connor in the National League game. 
So Dara caught the boot out of his bag. Here, you fucker, here. And <laughs> Tom says, I knew one of you had it. I knew one of you. And that banter was there. Do you, I presume, lads, when fellas finish and I'm finished and Joe's finished, the banter and the crack and what you're on about there, Joe, in terms of being tight, that's what the memories and that's the friendships you take away. And I know if people say, ah, it isn't bollocks, it's all about winning. But it is friendships, isn't it? No, it's a deeper, it's a deeper bond of, yeah. you know, like of you might not see each other for a year, but when you meet each other, you're very comfortable. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah. And that atmosphere of trust and togetherness that's there and uh, all of that. But your story about Pat Gilroy told me a story, and I asked Michael Dara McCauley about it. He said, like, Michael Dara was unbelievable. He wasn't really a Gaelic footballer, but he'd come to the trials, and he said, what the fuck is this? You know, this guy, this guy was just a beast, you know, as he was. I mean, his tackling, his work, it was incredible. He never, never flagged, and he was full of enthusiasm. He didn't really know any Gaelic footballers or anything like that, but he was... A, a, a brilliant, brilliant competitor, as you know. But either for an all Ireland semi final or a final, um, he came up to Pat and he says, Look, I forgot my boots. Pat says, What the fuck do you mean you forgot your boots? <laughs> Pat had to give him his boots. You know, sake. which were that this is this absolutely true story. Had to give him his boots. You know, just don't fucking tell anybody, you know, brought him into the fucking change room, you know, brought him into the side room, gave him the boots, you know. The boots. He said another thing that like Michael Dara wouldn't Michael Dara said to him, Look I um I I'm playing basketball, and I have basketball games on Saturday night, and I have a basketball game the night. This is their all in final in 2011. I have a basketball game on Saturday night. Pat says, "Well, you can't play that." And he says, "Well, you know, um, I don't really see, you know, I don't really see why I can't, and I don't really see the point of you know playing an all in final if I can't play, from, you know, from a team in the basketball, like blah 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 blah." And Pat realized that it would it would depress him if he didn't let him play. So he said, okay, you can play. And it wasn't an important game. It was just a, a, presumably a scrimmage for whatever team he played for. So he played basketball on the Saturday night. For the probably, probably, probably the best thing you do, like. Well, correct. But Lee, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lee was exactly the same, you know. I tell, no, I tell you, Keith Higgins was the one guy I could, could never figure out, like, because, you know, I remember we played the 14 replay in Limerick. <clears throat> and we were there for dinner about one o'clock, you know. And we did an hour left before we are leaving, like, and... You're looking around and you're thinking, geez, boys, are, they look well, they look in a good place. And next to someone goes, where's Zippy? And they went looking for him, couldn't find Zippy. Sure, the fucker was up sleeping away till about two o'clock. Ten minutes we're getting on the bus there, Zippy. Like, I said, how are you feeling? Oh, yeah, could do it a nap now again, Joe. Because <laughs> <laughs> he always, whenever you meet him, he always seems sleepy. Oh, he's, oh, he loves sleep. Don't interrupt that man yeah, sleep. So we, like, so. we had a few pints once in the Tulskin when it was still open, the famous Tulskin, which Christy Moore had a line in a song about it that being in, and and when he when he sang in Tulsk it was just like being in hell and the reason that he said that was because the locals got very upset because they came late during the concert just to get into the Tulsk in for a pint and <laughs> Christie's doorman wouldn't let them in so they 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 took the doorman out and they fired them into the Tulsk River which is not a joke and <laughs> Sean Moylan who was running the Tulsk in at the time said that Christie had the eyes closed fucking give it up well come on make here you see. And when he opened his eyes, he realised this fucking mayhem was going on and they were now coming up to take, to take the boys from his band and fire them in the river too. <laughs> but but me, myself and Keith had a few pints in the Tulskin one evening. And uh, as you, like, he's very, very, very relaxed. Oh, he's... Very quiet. Uh, quiet guy, but like, he, he's he's a competitor as well behind it all, like Joe. You mightn't think it like Joe. That guy is, you know, like he's very oh, chill out, very relaxed. You know, but like he goes out, he goes out, you know, like he's brilliant. You you've played against both these teams in recent times. What are the non-negotiables? What do you and we'll finish off this now. There's only a few minutes left in it. 
what you have to go after to beat Galway? Um, to be honest, like I think if Kerry go front foot straight away, I, I like I know Kerry play a bit defensively, but like, like I think as well, I do agree with Joe. I think I you nearly want to get the ball to David Clifford at any opportunity in that first half, especially the first 10 15 minutes. Like, again, this goal is first All Ireland in a long time, so they're going to be a bit nervous, apprehensive. So, I think get the ball to Clifford, Sean O'Shea, Paddy Clifford, let them just go at them straight away and see what they have. And, and I think. We'll get an idea straight away in terms of how Gaul are going to set up and how they're going to feel for the game. And if they're going to be a bit tense enough, I think Kerry could fucking milk it for the first 10, 15 minutes. And that's been totally honest with you. Uh, I, I think if yeah. Kerry go back into a bit of default and play a bit safe, that's going to give Gaul auction, get them into the game, give them an opportunity. So I think if Kerry are really ambitious and, 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 I, and I think they're going to be, I think just go after Gaul for the first 10, 15 minutes. Just see what they have. Put, a, put, put any type of ball into Clifford and see, see what they're going to do. And then we'll see what Gawler made of then because I think you get Clifford on the scoreline early, you get Sean O'Shea, get these boys on the scoreline early. Gawler chasing their tail pretty fast. Joe, they sat back against Armagh. They sat back against Derry. Do you see Galway sitting back and keeping the score down in the first half? Well, see, I think that the carry the start was David Moran because he's an exceptional long passer. I mean, the first ball he got in front of us on Sunday night was an absolutely magnificent 60-yard pass, reminiscent of the pass that undid you boys, Lee, in the famous drawn semi-final where you had them beaten and he yeah. gave it in to Donaghy. Catch down to it. Side. Yeah, so I think that they'll I think that they'll 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 start with David Moran and they will move the ball quickly. And they've now got a good balance. Systematically, they do defend with a sweeper at all times and they keep that, that central area firm. So the first thing is you do, you make sure that, that, that Comer, is no, Comer will get frustrated. You know, he's not a patient, he's not a patient full forward and he will get frustrated. I mean, it was, I thought it was very, very easy for him against Derry when it came to it. He's very good at that, but sure, I mean, anybody's going to be good at that if you give him one-on-one 20 metres out. And one and one twenty meters out with no goalie, and <laughs> but so they'll do that. I think um, the other thing is this: probably Tom O'Sullivan on Shane Walsh, yeah. and thereafter, there thereafter, you know, Conroy. Conroy is a big threat coming through the middle, but there's only so much damage a midfielder can do. You know, like you compare and contrast the forward lines. I'm not, I'm not as enthusiastic about the Kerry forward line as you are, Tomas. As a whole, I think that you've got. I believe he's going to prove it. Like some people have a destiny around them. You're as good as he is. Like this is the bomber listing coming in in '78. This is a whole new thing, you know. And 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 I and I do believe there's a sense of destiny around him. And 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 it's something that he carries pretty easily, and that that he will be very dominant. And Carrier coming into this as favourites, they froze against Tyrone last year, very much so. And that's a massive challenge for them because against Dublin, no matter what anybody thinks or what the bookies were saying, Kerry were coming into that as underdogs and thinking this is the great Dublin team. This is our greatest challenge. You know, it's very different playing as underdogs. So subject to that, subject to Kerry being able to carry the favourites tag, which they couldn't against Tyrone last year, and eventually they wilted. And once Clifford went off, it was all over. Do you think Galway are capable of fighting? Do you think Galway are capable of fighting Clifford? Keep what him. do you think Galway are capable in any way of keeping David Clifford? I, I don't think anyone's capable of, of, of keeping. I mean, the only time I've ever seen Clifford being marked was that Cork guy who just Shami, some people have. Yeah, I mean, you know, the guy was like enough, you know, his big long arms and he was ungainly, but 
maybe Clifford just couldn't get going that day and eventually succumbed to frustration. He was still a young footballer at the time. I think, but Tom, I you, you, you keep him four points. I think you have a chance. Straight up. What? I think you keep, keep Clifford, Clifford four, four, four points. points. You have a chance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So four four points from play, you've got you've 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 definitely got a chance. Well, I guess it's Kerry for goal. Kerry's anxiety will increase as the game goes on if they don't get on top, because everybody's saying now that Kerry are going to win this. I mean, I was in the barbers this morning, and everybody was just saying like, "Fuck, there's no, there's no point in putting money on Galway." Like, I mean, Kerry are going to ah, put this away. I don't know. I don't know. No, but I, I I I I disagree with that. But my point is this: that. Kerry could not wear the favourites tag last year. They just could not wear it against Tyrone. And they were not able to perform, save for Clifford. I don't think that Sean O'Shea is as good as you say, Isley. His free was magnificent. I think mentally he is, is good, Joe. I, I don't know. I, I do like him as a player. I, I do think he adds he's something. Well, no, no, he's, he, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's, a brilliant, he's a brilliant point scorer. I don't think he's a playmaker. Not at number eleven. He's not a playmaker for for Clifford, and that's my criticism. That if I was playing, I mean, you, what if C- Kerry would really be in business if he had a Greg Blaney at number eleven or a Brian McGuigan? It's just like boom, boom, there he is, boom, boom, boom. But Shawnee has Shawnee brings to the table. Then Joe, what other fellas can bring? Jeez, he sets the tempo in terms of even oh, attacking. It's, oh, it's, 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 it's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant yeah, free he, team in so many ways. Can I ask another question? Is it too easy to say from a Kerry point of view? Neil Comer, Neil Welch, Neil Conroy, they can't win. Well, that's the, you're, you're lucky. You're lucky. Big leader's gone. Good. Big leader's gone there. Like, if you nail those three, I, I don't know, go on a struggle. Now, I, I, I do think they got away with against Armagh. I think Finnerty, McDade, and I think Johnny Heaney stepped up. But And the keeper's dodgy as well, Lee. The keeper's yeah. seriously dodgy under the high ball. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kerry will really attack. Yeah, oh, 100%. They're going to attack Lee Snow. Kerry didn't Kerry never kick a single ball in. Not a single ball. Goal was set up, which I, I didn't expect. Now, I, I didn't think the goal was man to man, but they're in a kick out. And it was the, the absolute toast your man alive in the second half. Or Lynch, like the, the put But our keeper's not a keeper. He's, I, know, I, under, I understand that, but like they recognize that. So. I, I, I honestly, like if I've been told, I think goal have, like I, I don't think it's as clear cut as people are saying with Kerry, to be honest. I think. Bro, I agree with you. I agree. Pork choice. Pork choice. Yeah. Like I think goal have. Not like, I'm not, so. I think there's a there's more pressure. I think people were talking about Galway in the semi final saying, oh, there's not, we're in bonus surgery even at the semi final. So the same pressure isn't on Galway as it is on Kerry. Absolutely they correct. Do have to yeah. 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 There is a sense then. If something ever happened to Clifford, how would we handle it? How would we be us. able to? Like, I suppose, in a way, we've been looking at the prism of Gaelic football through Mayo and Dublin for 10 years. You know, standards of excellence probably won't be seen again. You know, and certainly not for a long time. You know, I know Mayo didn't get over the line, but in general, their, their play, and particularly during the Rochford era, played some of the greatest football that's ever been played. Three, certainly two of the, gr- the greatest finals that have ever been played. But we look at the prism of, of teams now through Dublin and say, like, look, look at this. Like, this is how teams are supposed to play. But teams don't play like that. Last year, Tyrone won the All-Ireland because Dublin were out. Now Dublin are out again. Yeah. And to a very large extent, there's a democracy now of teams that are nowhere near that level, but where anything is possible. Uh, and so Lee's, Lee's correct. I think that Galway can win the game. But for me, I mean, let's say Clifford gets injured early on. I think he's such a massive thing for that Kerry team now. They're so reliant on him. And I think spiritually they're so reliant on him because he's such a dominant leader. They would be in serious trouble. 
you know, that, Kelly at fullback for Galway lads is a serious player. I call yeah, him the baby assassin because he, he looks as fresh as Daisy, but geez, lads, he can play a ball. He can play some good ball. Oh, now, is, it, is, player, it, but... is it enough for Clifford? I, I don't know. I, I still think they're going to they're gonna have to tag team Clifford and that's going to free up something. But yeah. I do agree with Joe, Joe's point. I do think if Clifford is, gets injured or he's an off day, I think Kerry a bit of bother straight away. Because I, I, just, I just think they rely so heavily on his influence in the game. And if you lose that at all, I think Kerry are under a bit of pressure. Kerry have been up and down I was so surprised Clifford didn't play the last game of the league against Kerry or against Tyrone down in Killarney and that was payback for Tyrone from last year and Tyrone were going down there like Tyrone have been a mess this year like they they didn't turn up at all against us they were just totally demotivated they were a complete mess they were a complete mess against Armagh in the qualifiers then and yet they went down to Killarney for the last league game and bucked the trend of how they've been playing and they beat Kerry without Clifford, you know, and so did into Kerry that day. It's a huge question mark over Kerry's courage and character in and around this game. I mean that sincerely. Yeah, well, I do think getting over Dublin was vital. There's always going to be people saying Dublin with Con would have been a different proposition. They would, of course, but they had to win that game, and they did. I think going into the final, you mentioned it earlier, Joe, where Kerry were disciplined. They didn't give Dean Rock a lot of frees. They were in that middle third, in front of the goal, in front of the D. They were swamping. For that alone, I don't think the Galway forwards are going to get the space. I agree. It'll be a yeah. challenge. And the other side, Clifford, there are two reasons I think Kerry are going to win. I'll yeah. throw it over to you. you call it? I think I, I do agree, Tom. I think right. if Kerry if Kerry then ten percent, and like if they drop ten percent, I still think they're good enough to win it. I think Galway have to nearly go up 30 percent from the dairy game, and that's a huge challenge for Galway especially in two weeks' time. So I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people are thinking, but I do think Kerry, maybe by three or four, I don't think they're going to pull away like a lot of people are saying. So I do fully believe, I do think Kerry, going to, this is the time for Kerry to take, take to All-Ireland. Um, I go back to this democracy that prevails now that the dubs have gone for the last two years, you know, now that they've been beaten. And really the All-Ireland final last year, Mayo had beaten Dublin. Now everybody said, well, look, this is Mayo's year. This is Mayo's year. And, that favouritism, they couldn't wear that at all. Tyrone got fucked into them from day one ferociously. And Mayo simply could not handle that tag of being favourites and the expectation to win. There's an enormous expectation in Kerry. I think that the antidote to that is David Clifford. He's the one that settles you down, that plays through that, that isn't concerned by it. And I do agree that the way they don't let anybody through the centre is that Dublin were not allowed through the centre. And Crucially, they didn't foul. Dean Rock was there. He's only able. I mean, De- Dean Rock is now only a free taker, but he had no frees to take against Kerry. You know, so subject. The other thing I wanted to say about it is there was a demonstrable difference between Kerry's pace and application against Mayo, which I thought was poor, and I thought Mayo had opportunities. I mean, if Kevin had stuck that ball on the net, Lee, oh. just before half time, that could have just completely changed yeah, things. Yeah. Whereas, whereas against Dublin. Kerry were 100 miles an hour from the throwing. And I mean, that's where Kerry need to be with this. And sometimes the problem with being heavy favourites and huge expectation is that, is that there's a bit of lead in your legs. And so, But subject to those, I, I do think Kerry, because in the end, you've got to say that any team that's got Clifford in it that's remotely functioning elsewhere, you know, I've got to be the favourites now that the dubs, now that the great beast is finally... And Jack, I, I, but I think Jack Connor is a huge factor as well, though. He's been here. He's done that. He knows. He knows how these days work. So 
you're right though but i'll tell you lads i i jesus like i'm not the most popular man inside in the house after cancelling a holiday to italy but i'm delighted i, I cancel it because I it's not, you say joe uh, we've an all-ireland 2014 since kerry won an all-ireland and it mm-hmm. is a oh, boohoo oh, boohoo <laughs> We're hungry for it. So I would. I would not like to miss that. And it, it, Jesus, if it goes the other way, sure how bad. Look, lads, I want to thank you both. I know you, you're after taking time out. And I really appreciate it. Uh, it was great chatting. I love chatting football with men who know football. And lads, you know football. Okay. Um, I uh, thank Air Great Again, they have two tickets. It'll be a full house. It's great. The atmosphere against the Dolbits was absolutely huge. It'll be another brilliant atmosphere. There's two tickets from Airgrid on their social channels. So get in for them. Joe Brawley and Lee Keegan, I hope, I presume you both be up at the match and I know you'll enjoy it no matter what. Um, and Lee, even if Galway win, you'll probably end up down in Galway celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a day away from the kids. We take them with a button story. So. Lads, go to Mila Mahagav. That's a very kind clip. I guess Laura Hamid Arish. Thanks again to our sponsor, Airgrid. Proud supporters of the GAA Football Under-20 All-Ireland Championship and key drivers in Ireland's pursuit of a cleaner energy future. Hashtag powering forward.